Hi, soulmates, and welcome to another episode of the Sustainable Speaker Series. I am going to be chatting to the lovely Bonnie from Keep a Clean today, which is a zero waste sustainable hand soap option. And I believe they've just launched some new products as well. I'm really excited to be chatting to Bonnie today because it's really diving into consumer needs and wants and how we can do small things and make big impacts and big changes in our everyday lives. So this business that Kiva Cleaner has produced and created is such an incredibly solution-based way of thinking. So I really want to dive deep into how the business started, what the plan and goals are for the rest of the business and product line, and just talk about supporting each other to make better consumer choices. Oh, hello. Hi, how are can you? Can you hear me? Oh, you can hear me. Beautiful. Yeah. Hi. How are you going? Amazing. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. What's happening for you? Have you had a good day? Yeah, it's been a busy day, actually. I've been on the phone quite a lot uh, and emails too, but it's uh, just enjoying the Sydney weather while it's sunny. Yeah, exactly. We get two minutes of it, right? I know. Well, thank you for taking some time to talk to me. I'm so excited to talk about your beautiful brand. Um, there's so many questions I have for you. <laughs> But to kick off, I think let's let's have a little bit of a background story. I mean, obviously the products are incredible. They're solving such an amazing problem as you know having to continue to purchase soaps. And I know you've just launched some more products as well, which we'll dive into. Um, but tell us a little bit about you and how this business evolved and what your products actually do and and what you know how to use them. Awesome. So a bit of a background story uh, for me it really, really hit hard, the whole like waste issue when I moved out of home, because before that, everything was refilled for me. So I didn't really notice how much plastic I was actually going through. <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really doing the cleaning or, you know, replacing household products. So when I moved out of home, it was super, super hard hitting. And yeah, so I was, I was always looking for new ways to implement like sustainable practices and switch out like plastics for non-plastic alternatives but it wasn't easy like there was it was it was hard to maintain a lot of them because they weren't super convenient and I had started using refills for soap but the only refills available at the time were like big bulk packs and they were still packaged in plastic so I was like this this can't be the only option out there so, We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Keep that in the back of your mind because that's a big conversation piece that I really want to bring up. But yeah, keep, keep going. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, so yeah, that was kind of, for me, that was the thing that planted the seed in my mind, like looking for options out there. And also I, I, I read the ingredient list on the back of my products. I'm really conscious about what's in products. So I also noticed that pretty much all of my products at home had water as the first ingredient. I was like, that's, that seems really weird. Like I'm buying water, <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I moved, uh, like I kind of had it in the back of my head for a while. I didn't do anything with it. COVID hit. I went down like to reduced hours and I had a bit of time up my sleeve. So I looked into it and at the time there still wasn't anything available. And I'm like, you know what? I've got an idea. So yeah, so I, I went down the path of looking for the best suppliers of bottles, of pods, 
at first it wasn't pods actually I was looking for um powder but it didn't end up working out so I was working with a chemist and I couldn't get the formulation right so yeah I moved on from that and found the pods and they have been amazing I absolutely love them but the concept of keep it clean now as I have just alluded to a little bit, is essentially a refill model. So we've got these glass bottles. So at the moment, we've got a hand soap, a multi-purpose cleaner, and a bathroom cleaner. And the refill model of it is a just water sitch where you fill the bottle with water and you add this little concentrated pot. I should actually show you. I have got some pods. I'll show you what the pod looks like. There it goes. <laughs> They're pretty small. While, while you show us, I think that's, let's talk about it, right? And obviously that, that's um, the material that it's coated in. Like, I think I was reading or watching one of your stories. It just like dissolves, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Exactly. So let's talk about that and let's talk about the reality, which is number one, the point that you brought up which is like what I want to talk about in this whole series and why I brought you on is because when we look at products when it comes to refilling and you know sending back and doing this and doing that it's it's so much production of unnecessary materials like what's the point of going to the shop and buying a two liter refill bottle I don't understand. It makes no sense. It's not logical in any way, shape or form. Yeah. It's just adding to the problem and it's just another bottle disguised with marketing. And that's why this works really, really well because you've got your beautiful bottle. It's forever. It's yours. The ones you've just brought out in gorgeous colors. And then you've got your pods. So can you talk us through these little pods and the material that it's wrapped in and how it works and why it's such an innovative, fantastic project? project? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm pretty obsessed with these things, to be honest with you. They're pretty fun. And I've watched these dissolve like probably <laughs> over a hundred times and I'm not sick of it yet. So <laughs> thought I'd just put that out there. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're cool because they're 100% vegan and cruelty free. So no animal products in the, in the pod, which is great and really important to me. Uh, but they're also 100% biodegradable. So the little film on the outside is made of PVA and you put it in the water and it dissolves. Like it's completely gone. So, and also it stays like, so it stays in the bottle and like, it keeps dissolving, which is really cool. The particles just keep being broken down until they become a cleaning product or a hand soap. So there's that. And also the ingredients in there, so they're biodegradable. They're, the hand soap is gentle on sensitive skin, not really sensitive skin. So it was, it was important that it was pH balanced yeah. and all of that. Um, but really it removes the need for like the really bulky packaging and it's also packaged, it's a box here. So the box is made from recycled materials and it's printed with plant-based things. So I know a lot of people don't have compost at home because they live in apartments or they just, they haven't gone down that route yet. So we met, we want it to be compostable, but also recyclable because it, it's not accessible if, if someone has to put it in the bin, if they can't, if they can't dispose of it correctly. So yeah. we made sure that was, that was a thing. Um, but yeah, amazing. I think that's so important when it comes to like as as business owners when we're producing when we're creating. 
I think it's very important to have that deeper understanding of human behavior because not everything is accessible to everyone. And depending on the area that they live or the city or the country, their council may not be accommodating when it comes to recycling and they may need a compostable option or vice versa. They live in an apartment, they haven't discovered the joys of composting <laughs> um, and they want to be able to pop it in the recycling bin if their council supports them. So it's really amazing that you've been able to target both sides of things. For sure. Um, but there's so, many, there's so many things I want to dive into. I want to, I want to pull this conversation a little bit back cool. and ask you, you know, you talk about how you found this problem and it was something that, you know, also just quietly people may ask questions in the comments. So somebody's Ooh. just asked you what sense do you have? Please feel free to jump in anytime. <laughs> but um, my question is, why were you interested in this? Like at what point in your life did you go, I would like to be sustainable? I'm interested in sustainability. I'm interested in changing my lifestyle because it's one thing to start a business in it, but it has to come from somewhere. Like you have to be wanting to learn and, you know, wanting to, to be inspired. So where did it come from for you? What, what led you here? That's a really good question. And that's something that I guess I speak a lot about on social media, on the Keeper Instagram account is just like, like starting somewhere. Like you don't have to be perfect straight away, but like you need to want to make a change. So for me, it really came from, it was really, it really came from moving out of home. Like before that I was, I'd say that I was eco-conscious, but I wasn't like, I wasn't super educated in all things like plastic, in all things like, I, I was still being greenwashed at that point. Like I, I didn't mm. recognize when I bought a product, whether it was just marketing claims or if it was actually legit going to reduce my impact on the environment. So yeah, I guess I did. It was, it was really when I moved out of home. And what, what happened? Like, because like, that's such a big statement, right? And I feel like anyone listening will really relate to that because that is such a big part of growing up is moving out of home and then realizing I have to do my own groceries, I have to do my own laundry, you know, whatever the journey yeah. was for you, right? But yeah. The, to have the awareness to go, I've been greenwashed or, oh, there's a whole world out there of choice and I can yeah. learn things and read labels and all of that, like so, like what got you there? Because the point I want to make is there's probably a lot of people that are not at that stage yet and just do feel overwhelmed by the concept of being sustainable. And there has to be like that tipping point that goes, oh, like I had no idea. I would love to get excited and learn more, like, you know, and become sort of excited by that whole world. Like what, what happened? Like <laughs> who inspired yeah. you or what got you there? Because I think people really love to, to hear that side of the story. Yeah, so I guess at the moment, and this is probably what drives most of the greenwashing out there, sustainability is considered trendy by a lot of brands. And so for me, and brands like not just product brands, but service brands as well, and just brands in general wanting to talk about how yeah. they do their part. And so for me, it was coming up more and more, I think because of my research into, into the different products that were available, like I was being targeted mm -hmm. by different companies, different sustainable companies. And uh, like I'd gone down the route of buying like 
a cup, like a, a, cup, a reusable coffee cup. I feel like that's where everyone starts is a reusable coffee cup. And these shows were popping up for me on Netflix. Like, gosh, mm. I couldn't, I couldn't rattle them off the top of my head. The ones that like got did me. You, did you watch War and Waste? Like did, did that inspire you at all? Definitely. Definitely. And uh, there was a David Attenborough documentary that hit really, really close to home I was like this is this is crazy like this guy I, he's just he's just that, that person that you always re- like he's the respected celebrity he's never done anything wrong really cool loves the environment but like hearing from his perspective like as an environmentalist his whole career like where the world was where it's come to and where like he sees it going it was scary and all, like and from there I guess that's where like the ball start like that is a tiny little interest like a flicker of interest and the ball just kept getting bigger and like I kept looking harder into things like looking into different mm. products different ingredients and, and just and brand in general as well like it was <clears throat> it was important for me that like there could be like to shop from brands that were maybe smaller brands and not necessarily the big conglomerates that are the biggest contributors to the problem out there. So yeah, it was, it, it was, really it's, a, just... it's a good point to, to mention though, like when it comes to consumers, right? Like I often talk about this in, in a lot of my series is that we as consumers vote with our dollar and if you actually understand how business operates, the smaller the business, the more impact and change they can make and the easier it is to make decisions. Mm -hmm. So although you don't have as much money as a corporate company or like a bigger, sorry, bigger corporate company with, you know, lots of employees and whatever it is, you have the ability to make decisions quicker and you don't have to ask a thousand people and you have full control over what you do. And I think when people talk about supporting small business, it's so, it's, gets us so much further because when you invest in a small business and you vote with your dollar and you support them, they're the ones that are more likely to make a bigger change and an impact and make better production decisions, like choosing the right materials. Like, like you said, ink made from plants, did you say, and, Mm -hmm. you know, having something compostable and recyclable, like it's harder for a very big company to suddenly do that than it is for a smaller business to go, Oh, I just found this really cool new material. I'm going to, do my whole next production in it. And that happens within weeks, you know, it's, it's really incredible. So I love hearing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Smaller businesses have the flexibility for sure. Bigger businesses, there's a lot more red tape and people to like answer. And they also care a lot more about their, their bottom line, essentially, like they've grown this big and now it's, it's about the money. Like it's not really about, well, some businesses, (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's all circumstantial. I think it's rather looking at what is the mission of that business and and does it align with mine as a consumer? And that's where you get to vote with your dollar and actually Absolutely. ask questions and you know be connected to the brands. But but I love I love what you're doing and I love how you're evolving with your product range. Um, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what's coming for you and what you've just developed. Um, and if you want to share a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So being a small business, as we've just spoken about, it is hard to move quickly on things. <laughs> it's very exciting. Like it's, it's, I started with a hand soap, a, 
a reusable handset bottle. And in like in the first year, I was able to launch two new products, the multi-purpose and the bathroom cleaner, which have been super popular and really, really exciting so far. Lots of great feedback on those. Um, what, sen what sensor do they come in just to answer the question of yes, the, the password so <laughs> yeah, good one. Sorry, I, I went on, on a tangent, I'm sure. But the hand soap comes in aloe vera and then the multi-purpose is iris-scented and the bathroom cleaner is bergamot. So I wanted everything to be a little bit different. I didn't want it to be like your mainstream lavender or lemon. So, yeah, I've gone. Thank I've tried, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a, a sucker for nice smells so it was important to me that they smelled really good but um were low in fragrance like I've got I think they're like one percent so it'll be the lowest ingredient on the ingredient list yeah amazing yeah and what and I saw that recently you um obviously you moved over to those beautiful colors as well oh, sure. I think there was a yellow yeah. one that I, I fell in love with um yeah I'll see if I can See if I can get them out of the box. I've got a, a sample box. Can we get a demo? <laughs> oh, the yellow I'm obsessed with. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that good? It's so It pretty. looks exactly like our, um, we have a yellow in our cups as well, and it just matches so perfectly. We need to have them next to each other. It'll be great. We should. We should. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And I also love, like, similar with our two products, like we've got the glass and then the, the silicon as well. Like it's just the most tactile, nice feeling product. I, I love it. I'm, I'm so happy with the new products and I've had good feedback so far. So hopefully that continues. But I, yeah, I definitely, for Kiefer, like I've got huge plans. I've got like such, like it's almost. Are we allowed to know anything? <laughs> uh, everything's kind of very early pipeline at this stage only because I've just finished finished releasing these two uh, but I definitely want to go further into the world of cleaning because cleaning is it's not great in sustainability like there's a lot missing uh, like laundry cleaning that's kind of the field that I'm interested in the most and interested in addressing because there's not a lot of brands out there there's a few and they're doing great things but yeah I definitely I want to everyone a keeper option uh and just keep going down that route of the resellable model and um and then hopefully uh some products to accompany as well like uh maybe like sponges or something on that cool. along those lines so yeah I think it's such an important conversation though because think about it right from a very realistic perspective You've got to do your groceries, you're in your supermarket, your grocery store, and you come to the aisle of laundry and, you know, whatever, soaps and everything. And what are you, what are you equipped with? What are your choices? Like you've got the mainstream big corporate brands. If you're lucky enough, your local Woolworths or Coles, if you're in Australia, stocks a refillable program or system, but not everybody wants to invest then and there because maybe they haven't done the research or they don't understand it yet, right? It takes time. Absolutely. Um, or they don't like how it looks <laughs> or it maybe is too expensive yeah. in that experience in that moment. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? You go and you have a look and you go, okay, well, what's the cheapest one if that's how you're driven or what's the most economical or functional or what can I carry home by myself? And it's like you've got these tubs or these containers that are all plastic they're not sustainable they're not recyclable and 
90% of the time they're filled with crap, excuse the French, that's terrible for your body and your health and your endocrine system. You don't want your clothes leaching with those chemicals mm. because it's direct on your skin, um, whether it's like proper laundry or if it's like, you know, washing the dishes, you know, you're, you're using your hands, it's going in, you know, you're, you're touching exactly. that stuff. Yeah. Um, and people don't think about it. It's like, it sounds like it's such a small thing, but it's not. Like, mm. if you're in contact with dish soap every day, because you wash your dishes every day, that's going into your system, whether you like it or not. And look at look at the science right now. We're looking at the reality that is almost everyone's blood results are showing plastic in them. Oh, this know. is something I've been talking about. Like, do you know what's so funny? So I, I have one of my very good friends is a naturopath, and mm-hmm. she specialises in like you know deep cell testing, um, and. We're having this dinner catch up, like this long, like, you know, talk about it because we love this stuff. And this is what we're talking about. We were discussing how she was finding results of her clients that had plastic in it. And I woke up the next morning and the article popped up. I was like, yeah, who was in my living room? Like, who was listening to us talk? But yeah. it's, it's a reality. It's nothing new. And changing lifestyle habits like this, your dish soap, your hand soap to things mm-hmm. that are healthy organic, natural, and sustainable make a humongous, humongous difference. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it is hard. Like, it's to, to start living lower waste than your baseline, however you're currently living, is not easy, uh, especially if you're shopping in a supermarket. A supermarket's super convenient. Yeah. You just go down, you pick up the product off the shelf, and it doesn't, like, it might cross your mind that there's plastic involved, but, like, you might be blanking on what does. the alternatives are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're, we're all in a rush. Yeah. It's the weekend, you're tired, you don't want to go shopping or it's after work. No one's yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. They just go in, they get what they need. But how yeah. can we reinvigorate people to have deeper consumer decisions, to have better, smarter, you know, thought processes in that experience? And yeah. I think brands like yours that has such a strong engagement and such a strong communication of purpose I think this is where it starts um but you know tell me on a personal level like you know we talk about how overwhelming sustainability is give us some practical personal ideas and opinions on how you can slowly transform that mindset and little things you can do every day to to help change and to be a little bit more sustainable yeah so I talk about this a lot on keeper clean about my personal journey with plastic and just like reducing my impact so some tips that I've got for anyone looking to reduce their waste whether it be at home like whatever a really really easy place to start is recycling soft plastics soft plastics are really hard to avoid because everything these days is packaged in plastic but there's actually a solution now kind of It would be better not to use it, but if you end up with a little packet at home, you can just collect those for, you don't have to, okay, sorry, let me reframe. You collect the plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was getting ahead of my thoughts. Um, I'm excited for this. (laughs) Yeah, so, and you can go down to your local Coles or Woolworths, and they have these these big bins, and it's called a Red Cycle Programme. 
and you can drop off your soft plastics into the big bins down there and then they'll turn those soft plastics into other things and I've seen them being turned into fences into park benches so they get that new life and they become something that actually needs to be around for a while like a fence for example that's something that we want to like we we need integrity in the product and that it's actually a good use of the of the plastic so yeah it's it's quite a cool way to to kick off and start being more sustainable instead of putting it in the general waste where it just goes into landfill or the ocean another one is get a keeper (laughs) no it's um yes i mean yes yes Shameless. Um, it's important. Yeah. It's a solution. That's why you created it. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. But that's, that is something, it, it's a really easy way to be more sustainable for sure. Like, but you don't necessarily need to buy a whole new bottle. If you've got bottles at home, you can, you can use what you've got. And I definitely encourage the use what you've got model. I say like, if you've got plastic Tupperware containers don't go out and buy nice new glass containers to say you're sustainable it is way more sustainable to keep using the plastic containers that you've got at home so it just don't microwave in them <laughs> don't microwave in them no do not, no. not heat them that's my number one piece of advice i agree with you use what you have a hundred percent but if you're talking about containers and food and storage do not heat them because that's when it leaks into your body. That's what we want to avoid. (laughs) 100% agree with that. So, yes, reuse what you've got. So the the only thing worse than single use is no use uh, and also just, like, creating more waste. So, yeah, that's my two easy wins that you can implement straight away. Composting is one that is fantastic because such a huge percentage of food goes into landfill. But it is one that requires a little bit more effort. Uh, You need to invest in a composting unit or find uh, someone locally who composts. And there are actually apps where you can find local composters who want your scraps to add to their (laughs) compost pile. So, yeah. It's pretty incredible. I think um, something else that's really fun with that is if you live in an apartment, especially for, like, younger generations and you're not really sure where to start, like, often there has to be a neighbor that you come across that you awkwardly say hello to in the stairwell. Like, you know, there's always someone floating around. Um, Strike up a conversation and say, do you compost? If I start a communal compost in the apartment, would you be open to it? Drop a letter to everybody's door and see, you know, what goes up. That's what I've done. So, (laughs) you know, I'm that annoying neighbor. Yeah. But I, I think, or oh, what has Bruce Demand said? Some councils have green bin composting now. I wish more did it. I totally agree yeah. with you. Um, that's the other thing to go along with your tips is actually talk to your local council. So I was the vice president of the Chamber of Commerce for a couple of years. I was also board member for five for the Eastern Beaches. And what we did is exclusively work with our sustainability, se- sustainability sector at Waverley Council to push and support local community projects. So there's always something happening locally in council level. You don't have to be anyone to connect to it. Mm -hmm. You literally, it's a phone call, it's an email. There are humans on the other side dedicated to working with the community. So if you don't know anything about the recycling system or composting bins or what's available to you in your area, go find out. It's so easy. 
Well, we lost her. Sorry. I oh, I lost, I lost you for a second. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know Are you back on. now? Yeah, I'm back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can hear me. Yes, I can. Okay, sorry. Um, if you missed anything. I'm speaking yeah, to the local just connect council. to your local. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But I love, I love what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with connecting with your local council. You'll be so surprised. And with the composting thing as well, so the local councils actually offer a, like a voucher to go buy your own composting unit. So I know mine did. Okay. And all you needed to do was go and like do a course. So you learn about the composting because there are, there are some like specifics that you need to remember. Uh, and yeah. then you can go out with that voucher and purchase a composting unit from your local hardware store or wherever you can get a composting unit from nearby. So yeah, it's good. Amazing. So many juicy little tips in there. I think you said some amazing points just as starting somewhere to start. I think it's connecting to the concept that it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to be perfect because there's no such thing. You just have to pick one thing and mm -hmm. start with that and fall in love with it yeah. and connect to it and understand it and enjoy the process. And then once you get comfortable there, you can move on to the next thing in the world of sustainability. But if you can leave baby us steps. with a baby steps, if you can leave us with one little golden nugget and then also tell us how we can find your amazing products and where we can buy them. Um, we'll make sure we leave it in the comments as well. So golden nugget is really a mindset thing. So we don't need a handful of people doing sustainability perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. So whatever you can do to make, to reduce your impact, to make a difference, whether it be picking up pieces of rubbish on your walk, because that's the easiest thing in the world to do, or just, or starting composting at home, it, it all contributes. Like you think about that one little thing you do, and then over time, it just like, it'll make such a difference. So yeah, start small, be kind to yourself, don't don't be too harsh as you're getting into things and making changes you'll make mistakes along the way but eventually you'll get there and it'll be a lot easier but yes and then in terms of where to find me you'll find me a lot on the keeper clean instagram i am regularly <laughs> posting eco tips and tricks and now some cleaning tips and tricks as well with the new products so keep an eye out for those but it has been a an absolute pleasure speaking with you today <laughs> Thank you so much. And I completely second that. If you want a little bit of entertainment and some really, really good insight tips that are really practical, the Keeper Clean Instagram and TikTok is amazing. Um, I'm such a fan and I love watching along and, and supporting how we can. But likewise, always, always such a pleasure to, to, to catch up and talk. And I will leave all your information in the comments so people can find you. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much for Thank taking you. some time and chatting to me. Thank you we'll so talk much. Soon. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Yeah, talk to you soon. You <laughs> <laughs> Bye.